What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks. I do have a media recommendation. I love Lord of the Rings. Superheroes, movies, a little jack-of-all-trades, I guess. So what makes me a geek? What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, your weekly pop culture podcast from Central Michigan Life, where we discuss all things geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages for updates on the podcast, and to look for us wherever you find your podcast, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our website at www.cm-life.com. My name is Brendan Valentine, and I'd like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow co-hosts this week, who will introduce themselves in a second with our question of the week. This week's question is... What is your favorite Netflix original content? Um, I can start with mine really quick. Um, while mine isn't completely Netflix original, it was a show that was canceled and then picked up by Netflix in its fourth season, and that would be Lucifer. Um, I which, guess that. As soon as you said it was canceled, like, I was like, nope, that's what it is. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge Lucifer fan. But if I have, if I have to pick something that's like Netflix from the beginning, it's Stranger Things. Oh, wait, no, never mind. I take that back. I just remembered this um, because it actually got canceled by Netflix and hasn't gotten a second season. But um, it's called The Society, which was a Netflix original show. Uh, mm -hmm. Season one was so good and how they didn't get a season two befuddles me. So, um, yeah, uh, hosts, co-hosts. Yeah. What about y'all? Uh, I'll go next. Hey, everyone. It's Hope Goodero. Um my favorite Netflix original, so if we're going with TV series, it's going to be between Shadow and Bone and Outer Banks, um, but movie is going to be The King with Timothy Chalamet in it. So. Timothy Chalamet Yeah. Good choice, good choice. Um, hello, Isaac Hunter here. Um, uh, my favorite Netflix original series or tv show would probably be the haunting of hill house which i've mentioned before i love it um i love the haunting of blind manor and midnight mass but i think hill house is king and it made me cry so that's how you know it's uh good i think professor jeffrey weinstock i think this was the show he was talking about he mentioned two different ones that netflix has done um but that was one of them i think that one was the one that he was like I hated the ending, screwed up everything else, but the rest of the season. Uh, he, was talking, I... he was talking about Bly Manor. Ah, yes, that one. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Okay. Yes. And, uh, we actually have a guest host on today as well. Um, guest host, uh, I can pose the same question to you. What is your favorite Netflix original content? But first, uh, can you tell us who you are and just a little bit about yourself? Hi. Hello. My name is Brendan Wiesner. Um, I, I'm also Brendan. <laughs> Uh, I'm a reporter at CM Life, and this is my first time being on a podcast, and I'm really excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Um, favorite Netflix shows? Um, you know, I'm rewatching BoJack Horseman right now, and that's such a great show for a lot of different reasons. Um, there's a lot of great writing, but honestly, my favorite is probably Daredevil. Um, it's just some of the best, most, like, real superhero content there is, and, um, the fact that we got three seasons of it is awesome too, because it only gets better with time. Yeah, no, Charlie Cox does a fantastic job too. Ah, 
I swear oh. I just saw something, and this leads into geek news, but I swear I just saw something that said they picked it back up for season four. They've been... Charlie Cox is filming, so... I think that was just a rumor, but there's been the whole Save Daredevil thing ever since season three ended, which honestly, that would be great if they don't mess it up because season three ended in a great, like, uh, cliffhanger spot, so... All righty. Well, then, uh, thank you all for uh, introducing yourselves so eloquently. Um, and now to get things started, we'd like to share some uh, quick geek news. So, hosts, what have you got for us today? Um, all right. Uh, as I was actually discussing with guest Brendan before we started, um, Warner Bros. has officially announced their Multiverses, which is a Smash Bros-like video game. Um, but it's really fun because it has a bunch of characters that we know and love from movies and TV shows, and they're all played by most of their original uh, actors. So we got Batman, voiced by Kevin Conroy. Fantastic. Uh, there's Wonder Woman, uh, voiced by Abby Trot. Harley Quinn, voiced by Tara Strong. Uh, of course, there's Shaggy, voiced by Matthew Lillard, which is fantastic because that's the Shaggy you know, actor from the live actions. Um, Arya Stark, voiced by Maisie Williams. Jake the Dog, voiced by John DiMaggio. Uh, Finn the Human, Jeremy Shada. Just like a bunch of characters. Uh, Steven Universe, Garnet, Tom and Jerry, as well as some original characters. So I think that's going to be uh, quite the meme, if you ask me, with Shaggy being one of the fighters. Yo, did when is this it? game coming out? I did not. I knew. I saw like the concept art for it, just saw the Batman thing, was like, oh, it's probably just like, what? it is it's set to release in 2022 um i don't know if this has the exact release date which yeah leaving it as a mystery uh so that's gonna be pretty cool who's making this game oh well it's uh warner bros um i don't know who the who there's an official first trailer screenshot actually is what it is uh, it's interesting that they're doing another fighting game because Warner Brothers also has Injustice, but I've actually that's, that's what I was wondering because NetherRealm does it for them. But this is going to be more like Smash Brothers style. I think it's more like 3D. But I've saw so, some speculation that uh, because Warner Brothers already is partnering with NetherRealm for Injustice about possible Mortal Kombat crossovers, but this looks more like a younger toned down version of mm -hmm. the game. Isaac, did you say Jeremy Shada is voicing one of the characters? He's voicing Finn. He's he's okay. from Adventure he, Time. He was um in the Netflix original series that has yet to be said whether there is a season two or not, um, by Kenny Ortega, Julian the Phantoms, and he was one of the Phantoms Ooh. in the boy band. Um he's also plays Lance in uh the Netflix original show Voltron, which is also really good. Yeah. Jeremy Shada. Let's just get him in there. Multiverses. I follow him on TikTok, too. And his videos with his wife are absolutely adorable. I love them so much. All right. What kind of news do you guys have? Uh, I'll go next. Um, so first off, with Thanksgiving coming up, uh, it was announced that at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the musical that would be live during the parade, um, like have their cast performing and everything, 
is the Six the Musical, which is a newer Broadway show that I have actually never heard of, but listening to the actress singing the opening to a song from the musical on TikTok, I was like, this is something I need to see at some point in my life. Um, so I'm excited for that because I'm always excited for live shows, especially Broadway shows to be shown during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, in the news of small children and Sesame Street, Sesame Street has a new character that they just announced. Um, this is seven-year-old Ji Young, who is a Korean American. She loves rocking out on the electric guitar and skateboarding and will make history as the first Asian American Muppet on Sesame Street. Um, she is also gonna be puppeteered by Kathleen Kim and she will be introduced on the upcoming See Us Coming Together, a Sesame Street special. Um, so I'm super excited for that because one, more diversity, um, but two, also like getting to show Korean culture and like holidays and everything. I'm just super excited for kids to be able to learn about different cultures. Um, and my next thing is gonna be a really quick one because I just saw this and I made me groan. Um, but so Harry Styles, this, this part doesn't make me groan. Harry Styles now has an official Marvel poster uh, for his character Star Fox from the Eternals film, just got released. Uh, what made me groan was the way this uh, writer started off the article was, attention, bedroom walls of those 12 and under, you're about to be joined by a new poster. And I would like to point out, I am 24 and I would love to have this new poster. And I know quite a lot of other people older than 12 years old that will be adding this poster to their bedroom walls. I was gonna say, I feel like 12 year olds don't really, like Harry Styles is like grown up with his audience. Well, so most 12 year olds know him as just solo artist Harry Styles, whereas like those of us that are older know him from One Direction and you know, grew up watching him in One Direction than solo mm -hmm. artists. Um, and then the final bit of geek news is that with the new Harry Potter project coming out on HBO Max on the first day of the new year, so January 1st, 2022, uh, J.K. Rowling was actually banned from this project with the original cast. Um, since the latter half of 2019, Rowling has been um, making a mess for herself because of her controversial opinions on transgender people and what rights they should or should not have. Um, basically, she says that they should not have any rights. And yeah, so that's basically uh, all of the fans in the Harry Potter fandom have said, we don't support her anymore. We still support the rest of like what she did and you know the cast and everything. Um, but honestly, at this point too, like the Harry Potter universe has taken its own like with the fandom making different um, like stories and everything within the Harry Potter universe. Like it's kind of split off from JK Rowling anyways and like head cannons um, are all like fan made and everything. Um, but Warner Media quietly made the decision to not add her to the Harry Potter 20th anniversary return to Hogwarts um, that will be on HBO Max. So this is my plug for HBO Max to sponsor us, but if not, 
I will try and figure out a way to get the streaming service. Is this like a documentary type thing, like a review of it, or is this like new canon Harry Potter content? Um, so it's all as much of the original cast as they can. I think it's basically like going back through um, and like having all the cast talk about everything. Um, and like, I know there was talk of someone wanting to direct a movie of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child to bring back the original actors, Rupert Grint, um, Emma Watson, and Daniel Radcliffe to play, you know, the adult versions of their characters. Uh, but that was just a director going, hey, I want to do this project. Um, but yeah, I think this is just going to be like them all reuniting and talking about it and going back through it. Okay, so it's the actors, not the characters that are reuniting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. All righty. Well, on my end for Geek News, um, there was a big, uh, if you remember last week, I was very excited for a certain um, blue lightsaber wielding Jedi to make his appearance in a trailer um, in his uh, self-titled show. And unfortunately, um, that trailer did not uh, release. However, we did get some behind the scenes uh, features and uh, a little bit more information about the show basically confirming that we will be seeing an Obi-Wan Darth Vader rematch uh, in the Kenobi series. Um, but not only that, there was a whole day dedicated to what is up and coming on Disney+. Plus. Um, I'll just give you the quick highlights versions. Um, a couple uh, movies that were previously only available on for premiere access, such as Jungle Cruise, um, or just in theaters in the case of uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, um, and a couple other projects, um, such as season two of The World According to Jeff Goldblum and a new like documentary-esque series, um, The Legacy of Boba Fett, uh, all released. So we got a couple new releases on Disney Plus directly, and then a couple um, teaser trailers looking at some of the future Marvel uh, shows. Uh, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel, we all got first looks for, which all look amazing. Uh, we also got announcements, oh, as well as Secret Invasion. We got to see a picture of... Uh, D eye patch to Nick Fury with a beard, which I think looked, uh, looked really cool. Uh, three new projects we got uh, information for were Spider Man Freshman Year, which is the animated uh, show um, storytelling the MCU Spider Man prior to uh, Civil War. So I think that could be really exciting. There has been no confirmation whether Tom Holland will be voicing this since he is animated. He's not, not going to be. It's someone else. I don't know okay, who. Cool. But it's not Tom Holland. Well, it's not Tom Holland. I Last time I checked, it was not... Uh, yeah, it was still unknown, but I don't know. I'm sure Tom Holland is Sony, said yes. I don't mean to interrupt you. I think there's a Sony Marvel problem that keeps him from voicing Spider-Man in the non-movies, which mm -hmm. is also why they replaced him for What If. Yeah, yeah. there was plenty. Of, yeah, But also, um, we did get confirmation. We talked about it a few weeks ago, but... Um, Agatha Harkness will be getting her own series, as well as a spin-off series from What If called Marvel Zombies, um, from the one episode that I'm sure you all know what I'm referring to if you've watched What If. Um, other non-MCU stuff, um, Baymax is getting his own show, uh, if you remember from Big Hero 6. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, actually, technically, that's also Marvel-adjacent, because Big Hero 6 is owned by Marvel, but, um, you know, not MCU. Uh, then we're getting a couple of other new shows. Uh, one specifically is we're getting a Princess and the Frog original series. It's like a follow-up to the movie, which looks really good. Um, a, uh, where is it? Sorry, I'm going through. Oh, uh, I have notes. Chip, the Andy Samberg and John Mulaney Chip and Dale uh, 
will debut in the spring, which looks really funny. Hocus Pocus 2, we got some images for. So there's just a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah. Oh, and my favorite thing, uh, Enchanted got released on Disney Plus to kind of preview the sequel that be, will be coming out, Disenchanted. Woo! So um, they're actually having uh, Patrick Dempsey sing, which he spent his entire grass grass gray's anatomy career not having to sing in a single episode of their musical episodes and then he came back for disenchanted and they're like guess what it just shows you how good enchanted is and how powerful the house of mouse is um also the proud family if any of you watched that when you were a kid uh is uh, coming back with like a sequel series which is very impressive so uh that's the bulk of my news but also um for any of you who aren't aware by the time the show is released, uh, remakes of some of my favorite video games of all times will have come out. Um, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. So I'm just excited. And in honor of that, we actually have um, another guest coming to the podcast, and that is my son, um, Oakley. For those of you who are listening on audio, um, this is my Turtwig, um, and who is was my first Pokemon ever. So uh, for the rest of the episode, as long as Zoom doesn't cut him out and make him part of my background, he's going to sit on my shoulder. Dang it, Zoom, he cut he gets cut out. Okay, so he's just going to sit in front of me and hang out for the rest of the episode. Nice to uh, meet you, Oakley. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All righty. So moving on, our, uh, we have kind of like dual main topics of the week. Um First off, we're going to start uh, number one movie on Netflix this week, uh, as we hinted to in our in our opening conversation, um, is called Red Notice with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, we all watched the movie. We want to give it a quick review, uh, go over how it, I feel, how it stands up compared to other, I would qualify this as a heist movie. Um, really, like, there were other elements in it too, but like how it stacks up against other heist movies and things like that. So, um, overall, just like general impressions of the film, any of you have anything that you really want to say about it? Um, I loved it. Yeah, it was good. I honestly, from the trailers, I expected it to be more James Bond-esque, but it was more Indiana Jones-esque. And so, but like, it wasn't bad. It was just like, I was like, oh, okay, this is what it's going to be from the trailer. And then going into it, I was like, oh, okay. I kind of like this a little bit better than what the trailers were suggesting so yeah I thought it was really good yeah uh I enjoyed it um it was fun because it was like yeah it was almost like a spy movie but then it was also like an artifact retrieval movie um there were some twists along the way that hit me like a freight train (laughs) just just say spoiler warning Isaac and we can talk about them uh spoiler warning um no we can leave that i'm just talking about a brief review i got hit by a freight train of a of a twist and i was like what the heck um was it rated r or pg-13 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 because they only said there was an f word yeah they only actually said the f word i was when it happened i was like what's this rated um (laughs) oh uh, when he it's rated ryan reynolds yeah. Well, because he was originally like they almost said it, and they knocked him out, and I'm like, oh, that must have been their one f word, and then nope. They <laughs> <laughs> have two or three now, but that was a great time to use it. <laughs> yeah, ah, oh, it was good. Uh, 
Brendan guessed. What did what did you think? I actually I um had more to say about this than I thought I would. Uh, I went into it thinking it was going to be one of those generic early two thousands action movies. In a in a way, it kind of was, but um, you know, it was good. Uh, it was you know predictable, but it wasn't like cheesy and it wasn't like ridiculous. Uh, after a certain point in the movie, I came to this realization that it's basically just a thinly veiled excuse of a movie to have Ryan Reynolds just keep playing Deadpool between, <laughs> between Deadpool contracts. That's basically what the movie was to me. It felt like Deadpool mixed with Fast and Furious in like, oh, The Rock's there? Why not? And it was, well, and it, it really was in the Fast and Furious too. Yeah, she was so, in yeah. before. Yeah, she but they killed off. her. Yeah, well. Spoiler. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Furious Six by now? Yeah, because they also because that's what confused Tangent real quick. But like watching that after watching Tokyo Drift confused the crap out of me because as it Han should dies in Tokyo Drift, but then in Spoiler. Six he's alive, and I was like. They changed the Fast and Furious timeline around a lot. Yeah, they said, wait, we really like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just stuff everything in this little brief time before. Uh, Brendan, oh, original, what did uh, you think of the movie? Um, I liked it. It was very good. It's very hard to go wrong with, you know, The Rock, Gal Gadot, and, and Ryan Reynolds. Um, all phenomenal actors. And the movie was pretty good. But I did think it was just a generic heist movie. Um, the the whole time I I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again with other people. But like I don't know. I didn't. It's not going down as one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I, I can say see that. It for me, it's like it's my go-to when I need a good little like laugh and lightheartedness because it wasn't really ever heavy. And especially right now with the pandemic and everything, like it was really nice just to have a light movie that didn't have heavy themes to like have to go through. See, that was my issue with it is it didn't fully lean into like, it was not fully comedic. It was not fully action. It was not fully like drama in my opinion. And like when I, when I watch a movie or when, like even when I watch a comedy, when I watch a comedy, I want it to like, not i I wanted to like go like yes i'm going the whole point of this is to make you laugh and i didn't feel like the whole point of the movie was to make me laugh but my favorite kind of movies are ones that make me think the ones that made me speculate and once this was over i was like okay cool they're gonna pull another heist but i'm like i'm not curious as to what this next heist is like i feel like their story's over and I, i i don't know i prefer movies even comedies that are like oh there there's still something going on once the you know the camera shut off and I feel like it was like, yeah. I laughed. <laughs> oh, I also I also laughed. It was a very funny yeah. movie. It was it was very good, but I'd say it was it was kind of generic, which works if you want to like get everyone to watch it. Yeah. Um. I will say there was a fun little Easter egg to Indiana Jones besides the overall premise. I don't know if you guys caught it. Whistling. Also. That's not even what I'm talking about, though. Car, right? I'm the car. Yeah, that's not even what I'm talking about, though. <laughs> um, because when they were in the area with you know the car and all of the uh, spoiler alert, um, they go to a cave and it's just full of Nazi artifacts, very 
Ark of the Covenant. And I was like, this is very Ark of the Covenant. And then I was wondering, I was like, ooh, I wonder if they're gonna, we're going to see the box of the Ark of the Covenant. And there's a brief moment where they stop and turn. And you do, in fact, That's see, what it was. You see a box with uh, oh, it's yeah. but, um, it's like a wooden box. And it says the same thing that it says in Indiana Jones, which is top secret army intel 9906753, do not open. Um, and the moment I saw that, I was like, that has to be it. And I Googled it and I was like, it is. Uh, and so that made me happy. Um, well, yeah. I think the theme <laughs> that they played off of the entire time with the music, I feel like it was riffed on the Incredibles, but like, I could be wrong, but I don't know. It was one of those, I was like, I recognize part of this and I don't know why, but I think it's because of the Incredibles. But I honestly, it wasn't until you said it because they zoom in on it. And I was like, okay, that's important. Why is it important? But it didn't connect until you said it. That makes so Nazis. much more sense now. Always hiding artifacts. Yep. It does feel like a very self-aware movie. Like, <laughs> it really, like, it kind of hits you over the head with, like, the emotional beats. Like, you were kind of saying earlier about how, like, it doesn't really make up its decision between, like, the emotional or the comedic. But even when it does the emotional stuff, it's like, yeah, we know what we're doing. We're just going to have them talk and literally just exposit their emotional journey. And then we'll get back to just them being kind of crazy. But I think mm -hmm. the fast pace and the long runtime really helped with that because it felt like it was like, hey, this is a scene where it's going to be emotional. This is a scene where there's going to be a bunch of Nazi artifacts and it's very obvious where it's going next. But mm -hmm. I also thought the, the self-awareness part was really good. Like, Right, like you said, Ryan Reynolds also finding a way to play Deadpool when he isn't playing Deadpool. He's just um, so dramatic. He's just there's so much weird fourth wall breaking in the movie though. Like where he like calls out like this is a trope of like a heist movie, but we're not gonna do that, and then they do it anyway. It happens like four or five times that I can remember. I I will say I was genuinely surprised where they didn't make The Rock like an awesome fighter. Like he was decent. But he wasn't, like, the best in the movie. Like, there were moments where he got his butt kicked. And, that, I mean, at least in one scene, that was actually supposed to happen. Um, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was, like, waiting for him to, like, just, like, fight in, like, the prison. Just, like, beat everyone up. But it's like, oh, he didn't. Mm -hmm. I, also I think that, really that might have given him away. Oh, yeah. we can talk about that twist later. Yeah. But I also really like the fact of when... Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson were going through the jungle in Argentina. How like Ryan Reynolds looked very Indiana Jones, but Dwayne Johnson looked like his character from uh, Journey to the Mysterious Island. And I was like, all right, all right, I see where we're going. But also, um, what's the one with Nick Jonas and Jack Black? Uh, that oh, is the yeah, game. Uh, uh, Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah. Because his character kind of looked like that too in Jumanji, yeah. but like, in Jung in Jungle Cruise, he's just he yeah. looks like that too. Oh, I'm dang! Really glad you brought that up because it was when they were in the Nazi artifact scene, and that was the scene where I looked at it and I had this like epiphany where I was like, you know, the Uncharted trailer with Tom Holland looks great, but Ryan Reynolds would be a much better Nathan Drake. Ooh. See, but Tom Holland is supposed to be a younger Nathan Drake. Yeah, but he's going to do the old Nathan Drake stuff anyways. He's jumping out of the plane and everything. Just put Ryan Reynolds in there. and He can do the whole sarcastic 
mean guy thing that Nathan Drake is like, you know, he's not like Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. I think uh, what's his name? Um, Castle Nathan Fillion, because um, I think Nathan Fillion was the one who like for the video game itself, Uncharted, was like the person they created Nathan Drake off of. Um, was like, no, I'm excited for Tom Holland to play a younger version of me. <laughs> I was like, sounds about right for Nathan Fillion. To- <laughs> I know that he has much more prolific roles, but I can't picture Nathan Fillion as anything else except the cartoon make fun of version of himself from Big Mouth. Um, for those of you who haven't watched Big Mouth, uh, one of the characters uh, has a crush on Nathan Fillion. So like, he just like, her imagination version of him pops up all the time so I can never n- not think of him as like just a joke which is oh, bad because he's a good actor yeah I, say, I love Nathan Fillion I just think of Buck from Halo ODST and Halo ah. 5 mm-hmm. he stands out so much in that game though Yeah, like you're just looking around you're like this is Halo and also Nathan Fillion <laughs> yeah, Nathan Fillion <laughs> here by my side so uh, this might uh, this made me think of this. Uh, I also wanted to mention uh, how much I love that Ed Sheeran cameo. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so good. <laughs> I was in Game of Thrones and he's like swinging a guitar. Yeah. Uh, wasn't expecting <laughs> it and it happened. Especially because mm-hmm. she ignores the, the eggs and she just goes straight for, oh my God, it's Ed Sheeran. Best <laughs> part like, oh, so pretty. And then starts, oh my God. And the dad's just standing there like, I, I literally what? spent $300 million on this. Yeah. yeah. And then but. Ed Sheeran is the only one besides the dad that gets arrested. <laughs> well, he fought the cop. But, like, the yeah. bride, I thought too. I thought the bride got arrested or at least like pulled off the stage. Yeah. yeah. She was like, get your hands off me. <laughs> but the only reason why Ed Sheeran was arrested was because he was swinging a guitar at the agent. Uh, and it's funny because like a lot of fans he got a lot of backlash for being in Game of Thrones so it's kind of funny that he can make jokes about it yeah <laughs> that's fair um, he just does like small cameos like that too like he I'm pretty sure he had a cameo in that movie about the Beatles it was like where the world where the Beatles never existed uh, yesterday yes he did yeah he did he does I think he likes to do those small things where he can just be like I'm Ed Sheeran. Just put me in the movie and point at me and say, hey, it's Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that works. <laughs> I, I laugh. I laugh. I enjoy, like, the, I know my the way I described it earlier was kind of critical, but I did enjoy the movie. It was fun to watch. But, like, when it was done, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. And, like, what, like, movies like Interstellar or I guess, like, if you listen to the episode last week, Eternals, like, stuff like that just makes me think a lot more and that's it. But, Fun movie, great for a movie night overall. Um, it's a, it's generally a pretty like I think most people would enjoy this movie. Yeah, yeah, um, and you know you're you're kind of rooting for Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yo, the whole time I'm rooting for Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I was like, this guy, he's a criminal, but I want him to be the best criminal. Exactly. Number um, one. Um, I think the thing that makes like most like heist movies or like kind of spy movies like this is like the twist. And this movie was full of them. Um, and I think, so obviously we have the big twist, but I think leading up to that, there were a couple of like minor twists. Uh, this is the major spoilery part just for uh, 
just for so people know. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning, even though we've already talked about the movie a lot. Um, but so we've got like our, our first kind of major twist where like um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is sent to prison. Um, which is, but that's like in the description of the film. Then you've got another twist where uh, Soto Voce is working with the bishop. Um, and then we have a, th- a third twist where uh, Ryan Reynolds or uh, no- Nolan Booth? Nolan Booth. Booth. That sounds right. His his last name's Booth. Um, Mr. Booth. I just called him Ryan Reynolds while I watched it. Honestly. Yeah, Ryan. Um, <laughs> but then we also uh the the big twist at the end is that um, Agent Hartley, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and the Bishop Gal Gadot are actually both the Bishop and have been playing Nolan Booth the entire time. Um, which is and the, the dating. The, uh, yeah, they're together romantically which i thought was weird there's two bishops on a chest that was that was a decent (laughs) that was a good line um however my i have one good twist i actually didn't see that one coming um the the other ones i saw coming um but uh the one thing it undoes is i feel like it kind of undoes a lot of this whole like my my parents caused my problems arc like I know that the parent stuff with Dwayne the Rock Johnson was still real, but I was hoping they would that the big twist at the end would also, because there's a throwaway line by Gal Gadot's bishop, um, that like she also has issues with her dad, like in the in the scene with the therapist that they never elaborate on, and I thought that would have been a good time to tie that all together, which they didn't do, but um, I mean that's my major critique of it. Otherwise, very good twist. I didn't see that one coming. Honestly. This might just be me and, like, having watched a bunch of different things where this happens, but I was expecting the Interpol agent to, like, actually yeah. be the bad guy and yeah. then the bishop yeah. to be the good guy. And I was yeah. like, what is going... Especially when she's driving and she's so, like, angry. And I was like, this agent has to be the bad guy, right? When she showed up at the party, I thought for sure she was going to be the bad guy because they said she's working with the partner. And I knew it wasn't going to be the warlord. She was obviously going to betray him. But yeah, like I, the like you said, Brendan, this was the first time I've been genuinely surprised by a twist in a generic action movie in a very long time. And it was. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with with Hope too. I hundred percent thought Das was going to be. I thought she was going to be a Nazi. <laughs> Honestly, I thought she was going to be a Nazi sympathizer that was looking for this treasure for a long time. It was like a. A treasure hunter like Booth's dad. He's was actually like, Booth's dad. <laughs> actually, Agent Hartley is Booth. No, uh, the one thing that I also thought was going to be like one final twist is um, Ryan Reynolds' dad and uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's dad were going to be yes! the same guy. Yes, <laughs> that's what I thought too. I was like, <laughs> please let me see a twist. That wasn't a thing. If there's a sequel and they both find that out, that'd be I- I'd watch a sequel of this just to see if that's true. But, but that would be really interesting that the Swedish cop was was also like a con man that like his one son became a con man because the cop part of him was like no I'm going to be con man f you cop dad whereas the other one's like nah I'm going to be a better con man than the, my con man dad like and if if people thought that it'd be difficult he's like no his dad was around it's like nah cuz if Dwayne the Rock Johnson's dad was a con man then he could be conning 
his second family, which is the this American professor and her son. That yeah. also is his son. Yeah. So, yeah. fun speculation. But yeah, overall, fun movie. I do have one final question for y'all, unless there's anything else you want to discuss. Go for it. So, uh, we are all familiar that like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds have been in a lot of other films. Um, most significantly, I think we are all aware that all of them have played uh, superhero or superhero-adjacent uh, characters. Uh, so I'm just, just quick question. Um, who do you think would win in a three-way fight? Deadpool, Wonder Woman versus Deadpool versus Wonder Woman versus Black Adam. Wonder Woman. Uh, Brendan says Wonder Woman. This happens a, the because Wonder Woman and Black Adam have fought several times in the comics, and it usually goes back and forth. And I mean, Deadpool can heal, but he's just going to get backhanded out of that fight really quick. See, and I was thinking of Deadpool becoming like the baby version, like when he does. I think it's the first movie. I don't remember. Seen it happens in both movies. Yeah. But like, where he just like, all right, I gotta go heal, and just like goes and sits on the sideline, and like is you know baby hands and everything, and Black Adam and Black Black Widow, Black Adam and Wonder Woman are fighting it out. And see, I don't know the comics as well as y'all do. Um, but I was going to say Wonder Woman anyways, just because, you know, she defeated Ares in the first movie. So that was going to be my way. Um, see, so obviously this is a cheap answer. It obviously depends on the tone of the film. Um, it's like, like, obviously, like, you know, if it's like supposed to just be like a normal superhero film, like Wonder Woman's going to win because she always doesn't. She's badass. Um, but if it's like a darker film, like yeah, like Black Adam will win. But um, and if it's a comedy, Deadpool will. Because if anything, let's just say they're like trying to get to a MacGuffin, just like the egg, and they're like, oh, that was that was such a good line in the movie. Like, <laughs> let's look for a box labeled MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Like... <laughs> um, because obviously it would probably be like immediately they like blow up Deadpool or something, and then like it would just be this epic battle between Wonder Woman and Black Adam, and it would be epic because. They have powers of godly proportion. Um, and it'd be one of those things where, like, at the end, you would see, like like Hope said, like a half-baby regenerating Deadpool, like, holding the MacGuffin. And he's, like, and, like, an announcer is, like, Deadpool wins. Um, if, it's a, if Deadpool's in the movie, it's probably something like that. Um, Power-wise, though, I, I do think Wonder Woman would, would win. But there is a chance, of course, that Black Adam would win. If Black Adam wins, he'd be killing Wonder Woman. If Wonder Woman wins, she'd be subduing Black Adam. I think mm-hmm. she would kill him, too. I mean, it depends on which version of Wonder Woman you're talking about, also. Injustice. <laughs> Injustice version? <laughs> no, she, no, I'm kidding. Right through. But I mean, like, even current comic Wonder Woman has the sword that has a magic sword that she loves to use to kill people. Yeah. And, you know, they fought several times in the comics and their fights usually go back and forth, but like usually Black Adam and F- Superman fight and that's like a hard fight because he's like, oh, he's almost as strong as Superman and also he has magic, but Wonder Woman doesn't really have that same weakness. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. she would, with the lasso and then the sword that can cut through anything. And I cool think. theme music. Yeah, she's got it. <laughs> I think she'd take 60 out of 40 fights. And then Deadpool, of course, would probably take one, you know, just like you said, running towards MacGuffin or like 
just disappearing for half the fight and then dropping out of the sky with like a magic sword and killing both yeah. of them. <laughs> that's that's my thing. I, I think the situ- the only situation in which Black Adam wins is when Deadpool distracts Wonder Woman enough for Deadpool to take advantage of it, for Black Adam to take advantage of it. But in like how I think most of the fights would go is uh, Wonder Woman wins at just a straight up brawl with Black Adam while Deadpool kicks back and watches and then there's no way Deadpool does any like serious damage to Diana in any way. I see the only way that Deadpool wins is simply outlasting the other two with his healing yeah. ability, like and, t- t- tiring her out. And even in like in in the the Deadpool kills the the Marvel Universe comic, uh, which is a fun comic, uh, he, he gets destroyed tons of times. Yeah. But then usually he's still able to usually either get like a technology thing. Or like a certain gun that can kill certain people, or he does a lot of explosives and like sneaky maneuvers. Um, so yeah, Wonder Woman. She's. Wonder I think Woman. that that sounds like our answer, Wonder Woman. So there actually is. I just remembered this. I think it was actually the Injustice comics. I think it was year two or three. She fights Black Adam, and she gets the lasso around him, and then she just says. The lasso compels me you to tell the truth. What is your magic word? And then he says Shazam. Ah. So I oh, think that's that cool. The, yeah, I think if she's fast enough, she and she can get the lasso, and he can not resist it for long enough. That might be an easy win for her. And like you said too, when Deadpool does like when Deadpool killed Hulk, he had to like hide bomb, nuclear bombs and pin particles and shrink them down and then blew up all the Avengers. And then even then he had to wait for Hulk to go to sleep, you know, yeah. he needed like his magic sword to kill just like Wolverine and Sabretooth. So he probably wouldn't get too far on Wonder Woman who would crush him. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. probably knowing him, he'd, he'd probably just have the hots for Wonder Woman That's or, what Black I was Adam. or Black Adam or both of them. Let's be honest. We have the hots for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, Wonder Woman pulls off the lasso and then Deadpool's immediate response is, yes, mommy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, another, another thing we wanted to go talk about a little more in depth uh, was a few days ago. Now, on the topic uh, now, of superheroes. On the topic of superheroes, we got the trailer, the second trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, just uh, thoughts, highlights of the trailer, anything you wanted to talk about uh, specifically. I'm jealous of Zendaya. Why? Because he looks amazing in this trailer and she gets to date him. And I'm like, I'm happy for Zendaya because I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not victim to the sin of envy. Like you hope. I'm happy for both of them. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say, normal host Brendan you always are very careful about what you say so you don't get in trouble with your girlfriend yeah what's her name again Brendan uh okay Mike get ready to bleep it out no uh yeah we can't talk about your mother I I really liked the trailer um it blew my mind to the point where like I started watching it and I was like I gotta wait for my girlfriend to get home and then we watched it together uh and then, like the moment, spoiler! It's a trailer. Um, I know some people that don't. I know some people that don't watch trailers because what they'll get. I know people that also don't watch trailers or any um, promotional material. And, and there are some trailers that like 
show the whole movie. Um, it's really bad at this. Like you can tell, there's shots in the trailer that you can tell come from the last ten minutes of the movie, and it's yeah. like, why did you put that in the trailer? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm super excited. Um, um there's so much to talk about. Um, I don't even. Okay, yeah, I know like about the hidden Spider-Man. I don't know if you guys have seen. I'm sorry if I interrupted you, but well, there's. I was just gonna ask really quick because I just saw this on Instagram before the uh, we started. Did anyone notice that they changed the Statue of Liberty to yeah. like honor Captain America? Because I totally missed that. Apparently, now yeah. that's they're building a Cap statue in New York. Uh, completely. Maybe that. it's a different universe. I no. I think it's gonna be Lady Liberty with the shield okay that's what i guess as a almost like a an honor like a symbol of liberty in honor of uh captain america's sacrifice maybe we'll actually get mentioned that that steve rogers is no longer with us i doubt it i'll doubt they'll say that probably on the moon yeah (laughs) doing moon stuff he's a scroll but um there is the couple of shots in the trailer that people on the internet specifically have been blowing up about Specifically, the one where Peter jumps at Sandman, Electro, and the Lizard, and it's—you can kind of tell that it looks like there have been people cropped out of it. Yeah, like because the um, lizard punched by like an invisible person, and it just looks like I have been a long time denier that Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire are going to show up at all. But um, this has been kind of a turning point for me where it's like, it's they're clearly editing something out of the trailers. And I think this is Sony's problem because they could have just not showed that shot at all. You know? I, I will give it, I mean, I really hope that Toby and Andrew in it. I will give it the benefit of the doubt that it would be really cool if, if uh, he teams up with like Doc Ock and maybe even uh, Goblin or Hobgoblin. That, that's what Brendan, our host, would say. That uh, is my theory. It's <laughs> Ned becomes the Hobgoblin, or we get a multiverse version of Ned as the Hobgoblin. Not this Ned. Um, not yes, this, this Ned. He got, he, he got ripped for this role, I'm telling you. There is a brief scene you see of uh, a, a Goblin on a glider, and it most likely is just uh, original Green Goblin, but in a new outfit but he's got goggles and that's a new... definitely willem defoe's voice yeah well i mean i also thought it could be um harry Os- uh yeah amazing spider-man it yeah james franco's like, it looked like yeah. they showed a shot from for, of james franco new goblin or no um mm. yeah james franco new goblin from the original ones yeah yeah it, there's one shot where it kind of looks like him but you can't really yeah. be certain it also could be the the goblin from Amazing Spider-Man, who's the oh, actor's no. name. Yeah, <laughs> what is yeah um, he was in Valerian. I yeah, think, that, movie, Valerian. That, movie, that movie messed up my mind. The one thing that did make me Not think that, that might be true is because of that one shot where MJ's falling, where it looks a lot like the death of Gwen okay. Stacy shots. And I'm like, so, okay, so like maybe he's trying to take her out the same way, or maybe he's Andrew Garfield. reminiscent of it, but yes. that's probably okay. But that. like, there was someone on my TikTok feed who was very adamant about the fact that it is Andrew Garfield's spider suit, not Peter, you know, uh, not Tom Holland's, because of the way that like the blue and the red and like showing earlier that 
Peter's still wearing the iron spider suit and has like the gold and everything is different hand than the hand reaching for MJ and is like trying to save, you know, the girl that he couldn't before. But like, I was like, you know, my, my, my guess for this is uh, if in the event that Andrew Garfield is in the movie, it'll be, that will be Tom reaching for her, but Andrew's going to be the one that saves her. And maybe he like shoots a web underneath her. And he's like, like, I should have done that the first time because it's not her fault or something like that. Or maybe he just swings it. Um, I don't know, man. Um, however, the one thing about the spider suits is in the Far From Home trailers, they had him in his original suit when he was actually in the Iron Spiders <clears throat> suit. So I'm, I'm not taking anything that, anything like that from this trailer seriously including the like the new suits that we see also the weird thing where he has like this dr strange magic gauntlet around his uh i guess this is the upgraded night monkey suit yeah in a a fight with uh sorry uh at one point he has his phone duct taped to his chest when he's fighting electro um that's a fun little shot brendan what were you saying i'm really glad you get brought up the suits because i have a lot of opinions on (laughs) spider suits but uh, particularly with, they seem obsessed with giving him in, like three new ones every single movie. But um, toys, toys. I, I kind of, you know, I never did love the Iron Spider suit look that much. It just never looked great for me. And there's this one shot where you can see Doc Ock is, uh, has that red going along the thing. So yeah, I think what's happening with this, he's like absorbing his suit, which is why there's, I think four suits in this trailer alone and one of in two of them are like previously unknown but the mm-hmm. black suit which i thought or in the first trailer i thought that black suit was going to be a venom that came in from another universe but with that shot of like the magic uh wrist shooter web shooter i mm-hmm. think you know i remember reading a spider-man doc Ock, or doc strange team up book where like he gave peter a magic suit to help him fight magic people and so I think that's part of what it is. And, you know, because, you know, they're going to have to nerf Doctor Strange at some point. Like, yeah. you can see, like, in that trailer when he's, like, on top of the statue and he's, like, they're coming through. That's probably going to be his, you know, hold the waterfall moment. But I think their way of getting around that is he's going to give Peter the magic black suit. And mm-hmm. that may or may not have something to do with Venom because, you know, Venom 2 spoilers he's probably going to be in this movie even if he's not a bad guy because even if you count everyone you know Doc Ock, Goblin, Sandman, Electro, Lizard that's only Sinister 5 before they get to to Venom so I think at some point they're going to bring in Venom it's going to be the Sinister 6 finally and then Venom maybe and Doc Ock will turn good because yeah. you don't see Doc Ock fighting well, in that last scene. I I because yeah I I'm thinking I mean Doc Ock was I love Spider Man too because I I thought um his name escapes me the guy that plays Doc Ock Alfred uh, Molina Alfred Molina I I love him I love that movie um and he is a good guy it's that the the AI that takes over his brain the yeah. AI that takes over his brain um. But there's that moment where he's like talking to like the the kids, the kids, um, the gang, the Scooby gang. Um, that's a reference to the trailer. Uh, and, you know, they're making fun of his name. But I mean, I do think that, that he is totally viable to like team up with them. Um, 
But it seems like Doctor Strange does have an antagonistic point, you know, like in this movie where he's going to be an antagonist at one point. Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. Because it looks like he, probably Doctor Strange wants to get all of these these superhero villains back into this their worlds and he's got like the magic poke pokeball box thing that's my guess is that it's like a small like he can capture them into it yeah like a um, where it's like it, yeah it's bigger on the inside um <laughs> but he's talking to speeder peter and he's like yeah like they all died in their own you know like died fighting spider-man which isn't true um sandman does not die uh, different Sandman and a different lizard. Yeah. And so he says that. Um, and then Peter's like, I don't want to do that. And like, that's when he, he does a web shoe at the, the boxing. So it looks like they're probably getting, like Peter's fighting over for like moral, like morality. He doesn't want to send these people to their death. They don't deserve death. And Peter is, you know, Spider Man's not the kind of guy to just let people die. Uh, well, he is sometimes. So I don't know. It looks like they're going to fight Doctor Strange at one point, and I'm curious at, at what point in the movie. Mm-hmm. My guess is that would be what delays the final battle, or like, <laughs> like they have an initial issue, maybe like Doc Ock. Strange comes in, helps them figure that out, um, and then they fight Strange, have to avoid Strange, and then he's like, "All right, fine," but here's the final conflict. Speaking of the final conflict, the last line of the trailer, with Doctor Strange saying they're coming and i can't stop them who is they i know my sinister 66 <laughs> all of them <laughs> the sinister uh, 666 mark of the beast so i know i mean it's got to be a lot of something it's not just one it's not like dormammu he said they which i mean they can be one of course um I, my initial thought was other doctor stranges but this is a Spider-Man movie, and I feel like they would want to focus on Spider-Man stuff. So maybe a bunch of evil Spider-Men? I think maybe um, it's, uh, it's going to be just like the Sandman, Electro, Lizard because like you kind of said earlier, the Doctor Strange fight is probably going to come in that time. But I think that's actually what's going to cause the final fight. I think Doctor Strange is going to have the situation fixed and ready to send them all back home. And then Peter's like, I'm not going to send them to their death. And then messes up again, which in, in addition to breaking the spell the first time, which is probably going to... Because we don't see Sandman, Electro, or Lizard doing anything in the daytime. And most of the trailer is, like, in the daytime, even when he's, like, running through, like, that cafeteria and who knows what yeah. world, and it looks like he's, like, traveling a lot. It's all in the daytime, except for the Statue of Liberty fight. And so <laughs> it probably transitions from, you know, Peter accidentally sets them loose, and then they come through the portal, and then they attack the cops in the town, and then they converge on the Statue of Liberty, and then... Because the big problem, you know, with Spider-Man 3, the original one, and the same reason a lot of people didn't like Amazing Spider-Man 2, was that eventually it just got too packed. There are too many characters trying to do too many different things. So I think a lot of these bad guys, and if they do Andrew and Toby at all, it's going to probably be the same way, where it's going to be like, oh, we've established, like, why they're here, 
we're just gonna briefly show you them you know we're gonna bring in these bad guys for one big fight scene and then they're gonna go away and then we're not gonna develop huge character arcs for all of them that draws time away for our main characters you know that's fair i think i, I could go with that this uh, the whole thing just doesn't to me from the vibe of the trailers seem like the spider-man story that they've been telling through the past two spider-man movies um like with homecoming and far from home like homecoming was very much like friendly neighborhood spider-man and then far from home was like you have to become an avenger and i was thinking they'd finish it with like you have to balance the two of like or like you have to choose one you can't be you can't be both and this seems to just be t kicking it up a notch like you have to be like a like a protector of the the universe slash multiverse not just of the world so which i was an is an interesting you know just a lot more breadth i thought they'd do more of a depth story for the, the last movie but this seems more of like a breadth story to just expand the universe which it face four is a lot of expanding the universe so the universe is your neighborhood um <laughs> uh i think someone's going to die if they kill off happy hogan oh, i think it's another tiktok video. i think it's happy hogan if, they show if anyone happy dies hogan, it's dead there's no way think, they're killing off mj i also think ned's gonna die oh. too well, i also think ned's gonna die or like a multiverse ned or ned ned i don't know but i i, yeah. I think Going multiverse versions they'll probably kill off another version of peter or mj so they can be like oh look what could have happened but if they're gonna kill off anyone important it's gonna be ned because they've yeah. been building up to this peter mj relationship for so long and it's clear that we're not going to get a chance to really develop it in this movie because they're just going to spend so much time doing plot stuff you know or evil ned or evil ned i don't know i don't think <laughs> version of ned because this version of ned has always been so far detached from comic book ned leads like that his relationship with betty in far from home is like the only thing that connects the two characters really if they make him hobgoblin that would be like that would be great that would be yeah. bold if they stuff. pull it off that would be so I don't cool think they can pull it off that is so, the key think about how much is already going on in this movie you have two other spider-men six villains there's no and dr strange is the the, the sidekick there's going to be way too much time to develop a Ned becoming the Hobgoblin in the background story. Maybe for <laughs> Spider-Man 4, I could see it, but... However, we are not getting a Spider-Man 4. Tom Holland will make an appearance in one more Avengers film, and then his contract with the MCU is done. He's going to re-sign it. He's got to. They've already done that once, and I feel like he pulled his card with, with Disney. With calling Bob Iger while he was drunk? Um... No, but Tom Holland actually has said, um, because he's been super active lately um, with his family's um, charity organization, um, because they're currently doing a um, drawing contest thing for going to the red carpet premiere with Tom Holland and Zendaya um, and like getting to walk the red carpet and see the movie with them. Um, that So he's been live and stuff. And he said that uh, he doesn't want to be 30 years old and be the Spider-Man with back pain. So he he is very willing to like pass off the torch. He also said that like the next Spider-Man should be Miles Morales. Like if they're going to continue the live action Spider-Man, they need to bring Miles into the MCU and get his storyline going. 
which I was like, thank you, Tom Holland, for saying that. Speaking of which, uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2 is coming out, and they just cast Spider-Woman, so that's fun. Oh, really? Yeah. I love Spider-Woman. Uh, uh, gosh, I just had it. There could be so many different Spider-Woman it could be, because if it's, like, Ultimate oh, Spider-Woman, like, clone Jessica Drew. Yeah, it's, oh, Issa, I was just, the actress is Issa Rae, um, yeah, she stars Spider-Woman in Into the Spider-Verse sequel, that's all I know. She's playing, yeah, as Jessica Drew. Um, yeah, cool. We have not seen a big version of Jessica Drew in anything, I don't think. I think not, the biggest version of Jessica Drew we saw not in comics was a couple of the 90s Spider-Man cartoons, but... Didn't she make a brief appearance in one of like the Disney XD Spider-Man ones? She might have. I, yeah, maybe. They did a Spider-Verse arc, and I think she had a small role. She's looked yeah. over a lot, which is weird, because she's not even, like... She's a, a really good character. Yeah, she's like, not especially a in Avengers Crossing. Yeah, she's, she's just, like, an important character in the comics, too. To yeah. a lot of different things. And she got sick powers. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, excited for the trailer. Movie comes out in less than a month. Fingers crossed uh-huh. that they... I mean, Marvel knows what they're doing, but also this... I have the same fear with this one that I had with Endgame that the hype for it just might be too big for it to hold up, but Endgame pulled it off. So hopefully they can do it with this one too. But anyway, as always here on Raving Geeks, we like to end with uh, some recommendations for our viewers, whether that be movies, games, comics, or anything else. Uh, so uh, co-hosts, or uh, actually let's have our guests start. Brendan, do you have any recommendations for us? Um, You know, I was thinking about recommending The Witcher 3 because I recently just started my like third playthrough of the witcher 3 always but, a good recommendation everybody knows about witcher 3 so i wanted to shout out something more specific the current run um oh i should have looked up who the writer is because i can't remember off the top of my head but the current dc run of nightwing i'm catching up on it right now is really good um you know nightwing this nightwing run got a lot of flack last year because they gave him this amnesia storyline that everybody hated but since coming back from it i mean it's been like five or six issues back from it and it looks it's just really amazing nightwing has always been one of my favorite characters and uh they're doing this whole path now where he's the billionaire and bruce is broke so um and he's like starting this whole foundation in bloodhaven and it's finally getting into rebirth nightwing bloodhaven era era and they're doing some old stuff with his origin too. So yeah. it's a great read. Everybody should go check it out. If um, And if you don't know who Nightwing is, because I think a lot of casual people don't really know about Nightwing, um, you should go read his Batman and Robin titles first. So yeah. Dick Grayson, love him. My favorite Robin. I mean, I know that. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Nightwing from Injustice. That's Damian Wayne. The no. best Nightwing. Please, please no. get out of here. What? <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm joking with you so hard. Come on. Uh, cool costume, but that's about it. Too much red. Yeah. I don't know. I like the red, but yeah. it hides so, all the blood, right? Yeah, and I mean the rest. Ra- of the Damian Wayne was murdering people, so specifically Dick Grayson. Um, <laughs> it was an accident, but but well, I guess then 
then he did get to become dead man which was kind of cool yeah a rock was involved too so it was the stupidest death in all it was was one of the dumbest deaths in all i was i was so better in the comics it's a it's not that much better but it's a little better yeah because he doesn't like the getting hit in the head doesn't kill him yeah he gets hit and then he falls over and lands on a rock you killed my son no my son is dead that's what he says all right sorry um well my recommendation um i mentioned it the other week uh and yes everyone has heard of the witcher but not many people have heard of skyrim (laughs) um uh i think uh, yeah i mentioned the other week that i i just got anniversary edition but i've been playing it and um there's a lot of new content and i'm very happy and i'm sure i could have gotten that content by just getting the creation club but that's all right uh you can get like pets. I have four pets following me right now. I got two bugs, a rabbit, and a goat. Um, I love, I love it. And there's a lot of references to Oblivion, my favorite Elder Scrolls game. And so I'm quite excited. I'm happy about that. Um, yeah. All right. Hope. Well, I have two recommendations. So the first one, I know I've said it before on the show, um, but Turner and Hooch, my roommate and I finished it. And, like, there were a couple moments in, like, a couple of the episodes where we were, like, finally! And then we were, like, especially towards the end, we were, like, oh, my God, this better not happen. Um, it was really good. It, especially, like, honoring uh, Tom Hanks's version of Turner was really nice. Um, and then my other one is a new show that currently only has seven episodes. Uh, because they have not aired anymore at the moment, but it is going to be a full season, is the newest NCIS spinoff, NCIS Hawaii. Um, it is absolutely amazing. There are only two characters that are white, um, and one of them doesn't look like the stereotypical white man. Um, you think that he's Native Hawaiian or, you know, just Islander, but he's he is a white man. Uh, a howly as they call him in one of the episodes um but it's really good the cast is amazing um like all of the relationships that they have interwoven it's absolutely amazing and of course true to ncis style all of the crime scenes and everything you know are like accurate and things that would likely happen in real life that we don't know about because we don't generally pay attention to navy cops so yeah. Nice. Well, I, I mean, I have to recommend Buggle and Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, even though they haven't come out yet. Um, they are based off some of the best games ever to be made, in my opinion. Those are just the first major games I ever played was Pokemon, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Um, but uh, I also have to uh, recommend, uh, with Disney, the Disney Plus Day, they released some uh, this these little shorts called Olaf Presents, which is yes. just... Olaf's take on all of like the Disney princess movies which is really funny to watch people oversimplify and make fun of the stories I know it's just kind of like dumb but if you're looking for a laugh it's it's worth watching I enjoyed them um and yeah that that's uh that's my major thing for this week so alrighty, well that's all we have for y'all today thank you all for joining us here on raving geeks uh make sure you leave a comment from wherever you're listening from we'd love to hear what you thought uh, recommendations for new episodes or like topic questions or anything like that we love to hear from 
y'all. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or our TikTok with at Raving Geeks. And I just want to give a special thank you to our guest host today, Brendan Weisner. Thank you so thank much you. for having me, guys. This was thank really you for fun. being on. Yeah. yeah and as always, I've been Brennan Valentine alongside my co-hosts. Hope Goodall. And I'm Isaac Hunter. And our guest is <laughs> Brendan Wiesner. <laughs> Ta-da! Stay geeky and have a great weekie, everyone. So long.